Yo, this Shaq Barrett, I saw a linebacker with the Bucks. You listening to the Fourth and Favor podcast with Stored and Dern. Welcome to the Fourth and Forever podcast, coming to you from the Bothwell and Butter Bubbles. Uh, my name is Stuart Bothwell, and I am doing well. Thank you very much. And Darren, how are you doing? I'm I'm doing pretty well as well. No, no one asked you how you're doing, Stuart. Well, I was just getting it in and out of the way. First of all, um, just uh, I, I don't don't necessarily know why. I just try and do something a little bit different with each. Uh, with each introduction, uh, whether or not it makes me seem uh, full of myself or conceited is uh, up to whoever is listening. Up to the listeners. I'm just trying to let people know that you know I'm doing good and it's important for everyone to be doing good out there. And if yes, you're not, everyone. speak to someone. I'm here for you. Actually, no, Darren's here for you. Uh, just you know, drop, drop him a line, get in the DMs. He's all about it. Yes. I, I, I have a friendly ear. Do you know? You you also <laughs> you also have some cake to share because uh, you were just telling me just before we started that uh, you you just won some sort of retweet comp- competition from a, a cake company. Well, from Bordeaux Bakery on the waterfront or on Thornton Quay in Wellington, they um, joined Twitter and did a, a you know like our page and retweet us and we'll give you a cake and I got top three. Yeah, it's not going to be so handy for uh, for sharing at the moment, though, is, is it? Which they don't know is quite good. I haven't told oh, them, but it's my birthday. I believe tomorrow. I've lost Darren. I'll take that. Darren, are you there? Oh, this is going to be interesting. I'll oh, bear with us, listeners. We'll try that again. Okay, so after a really strange occurrence, we are back. We, we not only lost uh, our call connection, but also both of our phones stopped recording at exactly the same time. As if, uh, well, Darren's theorizing we were being attacked and there was some form of electromagnetic pulse. Um, my theory, uh, I believe, is that we were both simultaneously abducted, uh, our memories were wiped, and then we were put right back down to where we were. Um, so, yeah, um, I, do, I don't really know what happened. <laughs> neither, neither. Um... That was really strange. Yeah, um, let's hope it doesn't happen again. Uh, uh, this is weird. Anyway, let's. Uh, shall we just get back into what we were uh, like supposed yeah. to be talking about? Maybe it was. Uh, if there was a god, it was his way of telling us that we need to stop talking about cake, and just talk about the NFL draft, which is what was really important and really quite exciting over the course of uh, uh, three days. Last week, and uh, yeah, we took a bit of time getting around to it because of our respective schedules and uh, trying to work around other people and things. But here we are, we finally get to talk about it. Yes, and I feel like we've had enough time to kind of, you know, process get a little it, bit of distance and, from it. Yeah, you know, plagiarize our opinions off of someone else's. Yeah. It's, uh... Andy Dalton's <laughs> Yeah, exactly. There yeah. has been some stuff that has gone on. Uh, including something which you just alluded to, and that is that uh, Andy Dalton, long-term quarterback of the Cincinnati Bengals, he was there for nine seasons, was released by the Cincinnati Bengals and has signed with the Dallas Cowboys to back up Dak Prescott. So he is there on a one-year deal worth up to $7 million. Um, 
couldn't really go to a, a, a better situation. Um, if Dak Prescott happens to go down, he's going to be on a roster that's actually full of weapons. And when he had played on a, such a roster in the past, he's actually shown that he's capable of doing something. So an in, in, interesting place for him to go, continue making some money, maybe get a chance to prove himself if he gets in for a few snaps. Yeah, it's very Jerry Jones as well. You know, you have all the stuff with Dak Prescott and it's like, you know, we don't really want to sign you to a long-term deal. We don't need to. Here's the franchise tag. You know, show us what you've got. And then, oh, by the way, we're bringing in a, a veteran who's... Some competition. Went to, went to five playoffs in a row. Never won a game. No, playoffs, <laughs> we can get there. But he did go to five in a row. And he's a Texas boy. He went to TCU, so... Yeah, from uh, um, Katy, Texas, I believe. Yeah, so... Here we go. Would you rather have... Um, Dak on a 120 million for five, four years, or would you rather have Andy Dalton for two years for 20? I'd take Dalton. With, with this roster, I'd take Dalton as well. 100%. Yeah. I mean, I would rather we, they got rid of Zeke and uh, maybe just kept Dak anyway. But um, if you've got the pieces there for Dalton, he's proved that he's capable of winning games. Um, and like Dak, for the most part, has been kind of average. It was only last season that he really stretched back up to what people believe he was capable of. And he still only won, what was it, eight games? Um, yeah, he was a... It, it, there was, there was some, some big-time numbers, especially early on in the season, but that's when they were playing against the likes of the Bengals and the and the Dolphins when they had like absolutely no teeth whatsoever. Uh, they were just beating up on teams like that. Yeah, the Cowboys were really uninspiring last year. And I, I do think a lot of it came down to the Jason Garrett coaching and, you know, how he managed timeouts and third <laughs> so downs. They're and, going for the, the much more inspiring Mike McCarthy. So we'll see exactly what happens with that. Well, he's been reading some books and he's been talking to people. So Apparently sometimes that, nah, I, I, maybe I, I, that Maybe that makes you better. Nah, mate. He's been sitting at home watching Blue's Clues all day. Yeah, I reckon. Um, but, you know, fair enough then. You know, it's, it's really good. It's a great educator, I believe. Um, so, yeah, I'm, I'm somewhat intrigued. It may well end up being absolutely nothing. But, um, yeah, I reckon getting someone like Dalton in, the, in that building, have a look at him. Maybe you do go that route afterwards and you let Dak walk because he wants stupid money. Um, but, you know, Jerry Jones isn't usually one to let someone walk. He doesn't let his stars walk. But his stars yeah, don't usually ask for way more money than they're worth. It's also an interesting point that, say, someone like Jacksonville um, have injuries, like Gardner Minshew goes down week one, you know. Trade you suddenly on. have a player that you can trade for a, a, someone that's desperate, second-round pick, you know. Yeah. Um, on a really comfortable deal for someone who needs uh, an emergency quarterback. And, yeah, absolutely. You can trade you know, Dak. Yeah, <laughs> it's like Jacksonville would love that. That would be. Uh, can you imagine be, the branding though, Daxonville? That'd be perfect. No. I am. Um, <laughs> okay, yeah. fine. We'll move on. Uh, so yeah, the NFL draft happened. Um, so I think the way that we're going to attack this, we'll just kind of look at the first round in a bit, and we'll we'll say what we like. We'll just kind of skip over the yeah, that was obvious, that was obvious, and then talk about. The ones that we just feel merit a little bit more uh, analysis. 
uh, before we just kind of look at a couple of our, our favorite and least favorite draft halls and, uh, yeah. you know, just, just kind of, you know, shoot the shit as they talk, as they say it. So shall we get right into it? Yes, it's been like two weeks. Let's oh get my into God, it. let's do it. Okay, so the number one overall pick was the worst kept secret in the NFL, and that was that Joe Burrow, quarterback from LSU, went to the Cincinnati Bengals, and that was the right choice. Uh, Can I completely waylay this straight away? Uh-huh. Um, I was really entertained by the virtual draft it concept. Was good. I, I like Roger Goodell being, you know, just every couple of minutes getting more tired. Yeah. More <laughs> leany. <laughs> giving up. And eventually going just, like, okay, I'm going to retire to my chair now. Yeah. And not even trying sort of... to pronounce <laughs> names properly. Looking over to the uh, the bunch of people booing him saying, come on, what, Jets fans, is that all you got? Yeah. Yeah. Boo. Yeah. But, hey, come what on. What I was going to say is that Joe Burrow's family did not look impressed at all. They were like strictly following social distancing. <laughs> it was just the three of them. They had the blind shut. They had the the lights dimmed. Yeah. They, they had a small TV. They're all sitting on one chair. And when he and it didn't help with the time lapse. So what you were seeing on the TV was like a minute ago. Yeah. To them. So you didn't like a lot of the time. ESPN actually missed them putting their hats on. Yeah. But like and but they, they figured it out it eventually, and then they Burrow cut to it later. Really bad. They made Joe Burrow look really bad because every time they cut to him, he just looked like he was not impressed. Dejected. Like he well, was I mean, not... I wouldn't be particularly impressed going to Cincinnati either, but uh, he doesn't really have much of a say in the matter. And um, yeah, he doesn't really have far to go. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's, it's not really right. a commute from Athens, Ohio. Yeah, yeah. But it's it's impressive. Um, he's an impressive player. I think that that is the that was the worst kept secret, best player available at that position for the Bengals and. We'll yeah. see how he does. Had they gone anywhere else, uh, everyone's draft boards would have gone crazy. Uh, it was the right thing to do. Well done. Also, we got that one right. I think. Oh, I, th- I yeah. think we, we got like, I think it was seven or eight bang on. But then, of course, once one domino falls the wrong way, then that completely changes everything. So we managed to do pretty well in terms of we got a bunch of them that were right. Then we got a bunch that the position were right. I also got Mackay Becton correct going to New York. Just got the wrong team. Uh, so like, yeah, but that's not really. Well. That's not your fault. That's more. We'll get to it. We'll yeah, get there. exactly. We're, we're going in an order. Yeah, here. absolutely. So number two, Chase Young, uh, best all-round athlete in the draft, as a lot of people would say. Uh, defensive end out of Ohio State. Uh, he went to Washington again. Probably the right choice. Uh, a lot of people were pitching them to maybe take two at this point, but uh, they decide to stick it with Haskins at the moment, stick with Young, and some people are saying potentially tank for Trevor next season. Yeah, maybe. Or indeed build a roster. You know, that's something else that teams can do. What I do find interesting is that the... You look at... So four years ago, the draft, and the list of the top ten players that are getting a fifth-year option... The only player in the top ten from that draft that's getting their fifth year option is Miles Garrett. Mm. So I, I, I wonder if maybe in a few years' time the Bengals will be wishing they'd taken the best player on the board. Oh, you can't, you're already burying Burrow before he's even played a time in the NFL. 
behind Chase Young, who I just think is a home run. You think like he's, Ch- Chase Young is a blue like, chipper, right? Um, he's a mix of Garrett and both Bolsa brothers. The man is amazing. Yeah, I'm really his numbers. To he did. He, he took games off and he went on holiday like last season. He still was the best. Had the best numbers in that team. Um, well, I say holiday got suspended. Yeah, <laughs> but. Yeah, I, he's the best player in the draft, and the Redskins would have been foolish to, to go anywhere else, unless they were to trade down and get lots of picks. Mm-hmm. Which isn't really the Redskins. It's not really what they do. They usually trade up. No. I'm just having a quick look and checking to make sure. Oh, it's okay. The Broncos aren't going to play against uh, the Redskins this season, so uh, Drew Locke is safe from that monster. Um, not very co- not yeah. confident in your offensive line, though, Stuart. Uh, well, you know, we'll just see how uh, Lloyd Cushenbury does. Uh, that will be all right. Um, so, yeah, uh, Chase Young, correct. Uh, Jeff Akuda out of Ohio State goes to Detroit. Again, correct, because they just let Darius Slay walk. So they really had to have that. Otherwise, they wouldn't have any cornerbacks. So, yep, correct decision there. Um, I don't think too much needs to be said about it, though, to be honest. No, no. He's best cornerback on the board. They need a cornerback. Trading around would have been too difficult for an organization who struggles. Yeah. I mean, there, to there, do there was talk that they perhaps were trying to trade down, but you know, and people can you know have a go at them for not trading down. But you, you need to have someone on the other end of the line who actually wants to trade up. So perhaps that offer wasn't there or wasn't sweet enough. Uh, they get their man anyway. Yeah. Another team who got their man, I believe, would be the New York Giants, who managed to get Andrew Thomas, offensive lineman um, from Georgia. And uh, for me, this is such a reach. You think so? I think he's number five. Ooh boy! I, well, I guess it's, well, at least number four. I'm not. I'm not going to pretend to be the, the the biggest offensive line guru in the world or anything like that. But I I, I thought that that would maybe be where they would go. Uh, I mean, like I also said, they would go for Beckton. In our, yeah, our, I thought Beckton. If you're going to reach on someone, Beckton's probably the one with the higher upside. Is Beckton's the freakish athlete with all the potential in the world, but Andrew Thomas to me looked like a pretty safe bet, and I think that that's all they really wanted on that line. It's just someone to to be there, be safe, be plug and play, less of a de- developmental thing, just someone who can go in and uh, help protect Daniel Jones. And He's not a true left tackle though. Well, maybe they'll move him to the other side and uh, have someone else on the left. Yeah, you know, if they were to get flop. Jason Peters for a year or something, then it would make sense to me. But I'd be interested. Going I'm not sure if Peters right, would go there, but yeah, entirely possible. Going, going number four for a right tackle. I don't know. And I know they, they tried to get Conklin. Mm-hmm. Um, I know a few teams, like the Browns, just completely overpaid to make sure they got him. Yeah. And it threw out a few people's draft boards. But it might be a reach, but as you say, he'll start straight away and you know we'll know within three games probably. Yeah. We shall see. Well you say within three games. I mean offensive linemen often take a season or two to really develop. Um there's only the occasional guy who just comes in there and plugs in straight away and then is an instant hit. Um but yeah, we'll just see how they go. It's offensive line, man. Why are we why are we bothering to spend too much time on that? We're going to spend enough giant. time talking about your offensive linemen soon enough. Let's move on to pick number five. They did it, man. Darren, they did it. Didn't have didn't have to do anything. They did they not have to move up. They did not have to do anything. 
we thought they'd blown it by not blowing it last season. They tanked and they toured. Do you think they could make themselves some kind of trophy to say that we completely ruined the Patriots season, but we still got Tua? <laughs> yes, that would be pro- well. Like I'd be quite happy to make that trophy for them. Them being the <laughs> Miami Dolphins, as I've not actually quite said their names yet. But congratulations, guys! Um, I was having a, a quick chat with um, a friend of the show, Neil Shepard, uh, who just seemed ecstatic about getting his guys. Just like. I think he maybe had a feeling that they weren't going to get him and that someone else was going to reach up or that Washington was going to take him. But well, this guy the, can be the draft special. analyst. Someone in the draft analyst was saying that, you know, you'd rather give up, give up that win against the Patriots and know you're going to get two at number three than win that game and be at number five. And it's mm. like, no, you win. You When you play, you try to win. Especially against and, the Patriots. And you, you take what you, you get. And if they thought that the Redskins were going to take him, they would have traded around um, and done their absolute best to get him. But they must have had good knowledge that he was going to drop to them there. Yeah. Um, and they were comfortable well, with his medicals. So yeah, they, they could well have tried him. to trade up, for all we know, but it didn't happen that way. They ended up staying at five. Uh, they got him. Medicals apparently came back pretty good. So if, if, if the guy stays healthy, he'll be a weapon. Uh, and I think it's absolutely worth the gamble of going for him uh, as opposed to what the Los Angeles Chargers did with the pick afterwards, which was take Justin Herbert, quarterback out of Oregon. Mm. Now, personally, I love this pick, but purely as a Broncos fan, because we, among many others, do not think this is going to work so well for the Los Angeles Chargers. Not to say it won't work, but it, they've not given themselves the best chance. He doesn't have the biggest upside. He's a toolsy guy. He, he, he can be a, a really good athlete, but not necessarily a quarterback in an NFL system. Yeah, well, this is, this is where I don't understand some of the evaluation. So Justin Herbert had a good last year, but he screwed up the first game of the season, pretty much knocked them out of the playoff in the first game. Mm. They... You know, he threw two picks against Auburn and Bo Nix went down the field and won Auburn the game. And that was the first game of the season. His freshman year, they were 4-8. and eight. Mm-hmm. Um, Oregon. Oregon were 4-8. and eight. It's the worst they've done in like 50 years. He got booed off by his hometown fans. And he got did it. really well to come, to come back and be good. But when you look at someone like Jake Fromm going in the fifth round... And, you know, Justin, what people were expecting, like Justin Fields and, and Lawrence next year. This is such an, a reach for me. I think Justin Herbert was lucky not to be, like, first first pick on the second, on the third day. You know, like, mm. fourth round stuff. I don't understand what makes him a number six pick, other than need. Because I would much rather have Jake Fromm than have Herbert. Just cause oh, wow, that's, that's, that's Fromm, an interesting one. Because he, he's a superstar who played for Georgia for four years. Ah, but he, he, has, the, outfield, he has the noodle arm. Beat. I know, but it's like, well, what does Herbert have? He doesn't really throw the ball. He had two really good games last year, and they were running the ball. Mm-hmm. But he but he takes hits because he's like seven foot tall. And I, I, I don't know. I don't know what the Chargers are doing. I think they just took a pretty pretty face who people know in, that, in the West Coast. I don't even think he's to that try crazy, and sell to be tickets. honest. I just think they're just trying to sell tickets. 
I, I guess. Well, like, I think they maybe had to do something <laughs> because they need a quarterback in there uh, when they're opening their stadium. And you don't need that to be Tyrod Taylor. That's just going to... It's already a big enough letdown as it is uh, to have someone like Tyrod. No disrespect to Tyrod, he's, but he's not the flashiest player. And you need a flashy quarterback when you're opening a flashy stadium. Yeah. And like, you know, try, trying to kickstart a franchise. It. Like char- Chargers could yeah. be could be gone from there within five years. Hell, they might not even be in the NFL next season if things keep going the way it's going right now. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, okay. uh, Justin, Justin Herbert. Rubbish. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> the first of two rubbish picks that they make in this first round. Uh, the next pick was Derek Brown uh, for the, for the Carolina Panthers out of Auburn. So a lot of people have this as a pretty safe pick. Uh, others really feel as if they should have gone elsewhere, that they had other pressing needs, particularly like, you know, offensive line. Um, but this is this was the first pick in a draft where they ended up taking entirely defense. They did not draft a single offensive player. So you can tell where uh, Matt Rule is wanting to, to build uh, and, and try to establish himself on this team. And I guess having someone like Derek Brown, who's just really solid up front, is going to be a building block to to, to slap in there. But like for me, he's just not a good enough finisher. He's not uh, he's not been as big a threat in the pass pass rush game. Um, but perhaps it's something that he's going to going to manage to up his game for when he gets to the pros. Yeah, I I've seen a bit of him because he's an, an Auburn boy, mm-hmm. but he. He's he's just impressive, like he's as a, big a person, dude. as a personality, as a player. He's just impressive, and mm-hmm. I think, you know, being an academic all American, being someone who wants to run for governor, yeah. being a defensive captain at Auburn, you know, winning two or three Iron Bowls as defensive captain. He's going to be one of I these guys think... you can plug in there and be a ten-year starter yeah. in the NFL. Everyone loves that. and. They just, I just think the Panthers have so much volatility. You know, they they lost Davis. They quickly retired. You know, you just need some security and some kind of plug and play. Yeah, but like that, that and, like Luke quickly retiring said to me that Isaiah Simmons should have been nailed on there at number seven. Uh, but I, I I understand where they went for Brown. Uh, makes sense to me. I don't hate the pick, um, but. He's going to have to go in there and impress. He's going to have to be disruptive. Yeah, and I think he will. I think he'll get it eventually. It might take a little bit longer to get the moves. Mm. I'd, I would expect him to be actually training and learning every day he's there and getting better. Yeah. And that's all you can really ask. But, yeah. you know, he's not he's not Alan from last year. He's not... Um, uh, Williams from last year, you know, those mm. players just weren't available in this draft. No, so I think he's probably the best they could have got. If you're not going to go for a high upside guy like Isaiah Simmons, yeah, who was taken in the next pick by the Arizona Cardinals, uh, not necessarily their biggest need, but he is a hell of a player who will come in and he'll be able to make an impact on that team, definitely. Yeah, well, Isaiah we say we Simmons. say definitely. There's no definites in the NFL, but. He's about the safest bet to go in there and instantly improve a defense, right? Well, yeah, he can play any position. 
and and even if even if he's having a hard time adapting to the the pro game, he's such an athlete that you can just put him at edge and tell him to run the straight line. Yeah, <laughs> I thought that will work out all right. You can do it. Yeah, so if they have, before. if they have players already in his position, and this is just taking the best player on the board, you can just tell him to do one thing while you teach him the rest of the defense. Mm-hmm. Makes plenty of sense um, to me. I... But he really disrupts the the um the like short game. You mm-hmm. know the the slants and the. His, his speed uh, and his power game. and his size yeah. is uh, is un- unmatched. Really, he's just you got this crazy, crazy, crazy speed. What was it? He ran like a four three seven or something like that at yeah. two hundred and forty. He, hit, he hits the line. <laughs> yeah, he hits the line so fast. You know, you can't be dropping it off to a, ty- a Tyson Hill, uh, Tyson Hill, or you know that against him, he's gonna get get over the line and. and hit for tackles for loss yeah, more think, often than not yeah he's one of these few people who can line up against these hybrid guys the guys who are who are, who are big but also fast like your Gronkowski's or, or like you say your Taysom Hills uh, this is the sort of guy who can get there and get all up in their face so he could be a real chess piece that they'll move around a lot and um, I can see him potentially making the Pro Bowl in his first year depending on how they play him but that's it it depends on how you play him yeah, mm-hmm. and knowing Cliff Kingsbury is going to be a wide receiver. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. Right. Yeah, we need to we need to move on. we need to move on and we need to start being a little bit quicker here. But the Jacksonville well, Jaguars. I don't know anything about C.J. Anderson. He's a cornerback. Okay. He might not have been the the next one, but Jacksonville doing Jacksonville things anyway. Yeah. We're surprised to see him go there. Uh, obviously, they needed to get a cornerback in there because they let A.J. Bouye move, uh, as well as Jalen Ramsey, who went to the Rams. Um, they needed to get a defensive back. I don't necessarily think that they picked the right one here. Um, the, the one who I maybe thought that they might end up getting didn't end up going until the second round, and that's Christian Fulton. Um, but, yeah, they picked a defensive back because they needed one. Yeah. Okay. okay. All right, moving on. Darren, you got your man. Yes, I'm very, very happy. It could have been Beckton, but, and I would have been okay with that. But I think for what... Um, the Browns were needing Jedrick Willows from Alabama, you know, the pure left tackle, championship winning player, you know, high IQ, did well in his testing. I just think, you know, it's it's what you need. Yeah. It's what they needed, it's what they wanted, and it could have gone so badly for them. They could have been left with um, you know, needing to take someone like Austin Jackson at ten if other teams had gone that way. Yeah. Um and they doing. didn't need to. They had. They got to choose between all three of them. Yeah. Um, but saying that, Tristan Wirfs. I like Tristan Wirfs as well, but I just think Wills is a pure left tackle. He's not. He doesn't need to learn much more than he already knows. You know. He's. Yeah. And he's also a running blocker. Mm-hmm. Like, a bit like um, the the guy from the Eagles. Um, you know, getting out in front and and blocking and letting your your man get get the first down mm-hmm. and putting him in front to on a left slant for like Nick Chubb and, and um, Kareem Hunt. <laughs> You're drawing up these plays for them already. <laughs> I mean, it's like, pretty good. It's, we'll it's, take it. It's good because uh, basically the Browns had a really drastic need and they went out and addressed it. Both tackles were shocking for the last couple of seasons. They went and got Jack Conklin to go on one side. Jedrick Wills Jr. will surely go on the other. Um, that's it's making steps, and that's what you guys needed to do um, before 
the whole thing blows up in your face again. Um, well, especially with all this talk about trading Beckham. Um, so, like, thankfully for you guys, it's not happened. Things are looking on the up again. I just think trading Jedrick Wills allows Greg Robinson to get back to his drug dealing career. So. <laughs> yeah, I mean, he was really doing well with that until he got busted. <laughs> Why would you cross state lines? Oh. NFL, oh my God. It's legal in, like... Ten, oh, I'm not even getting into it. Yeah, no, the, oh, guy, okay. the, the guy has a problem, and we hope he gets that sorted soon before he ends up having to spend some time behind bars. Uh, yeah, the, the next tackle off the board was Mackay Beckton. He did go to New York, just it was the Jets instead of the Giants. Uh, so crazy athlete, high risk, high reward. Um, if this works out for the Jets, then they've got their guy to protect Sam Darnold or whoever they end up going with going forward. Um so I, I guess I understood it, but I surely saw them taking a wide receiver. Uh, I, I felt that they really needed one at this point. They managed to get that later on when they picked up Denzel Mims. Spoiler alert. Um, but yeah, I guess I, I, I see why they did it. So I'm not gonna I'm not gonna crap on them or anything for this one. Yeah, I'm I'm pretty happy with that pick for them. You know, maybe you could have gone with Worths, maybe a bit more of a stable pick, but. Not a pure left tackle. They wanted yeah. a left tackle. So um he I think he'll end up being good. I think this like, you know, saying that, you know, these athletes can't learn a position and you know, the stuff we were rushing got Gary last year and that's like I trust yourself to teach. You know, you're an NFL you've got NFL coaches. It's get them in the get them in the get get them in the room, get them on the field and teach them what they need to do. The the low end for this is a guy that size isn't meant to move like that. So his body's gonna break down quicker than anyone else's. Or the upside is you've got the next Larry Allen. So <laughs> like, you know, what's uh, like like what's worth it? Is it worth it? If it's worth uh, taking a big risk on someone like Tua to be your starting quarterback, perhaps it's worth taking Mackay Beckton with the 11th overall pick to potentially be your starting left tackle. Yeah, um, I get what you're saying about the wide receiver as well, but they did get Brashard Perryman, and to get Denzel Mims in the second round, mm. it's a good pickup, but they they could do with maybe trying to pick up a disgruntled wide receiver on a trade at some point this year. Antonio Brown's still and, free. Well, he thinks he's going to be playing for the Ravens. The most disgruntled of disgruntled wide receivers. If he thinks he's going to be playing for the Ravens, he's got another thing coming. It's just Did not... you see his Instagram page? He, on his Instagram story, he like photoshopped himself into their uniform. Ah, Dude's got some serious problems, man. Yep. Uh, anyway, the Jets of... are the Jets. Yeah. Uh, the Jets are the Jets, and the Raiders will always be the Raiders. Now, I will quote everyone who watched this pick come in. That is such a Raiders pick, as they drafted Henry Ruggs III as the first wide receiver off the board out of Alabama. <laughs> the guy played there for about three years, and he had 700 yards. Um He's, so did Terry Terry McLaurin at Ohio State. Yeah, and look how he did last it's, year. It's so. it's just so strange because you have these other guys that just look like sure things, and C. D. Lamb would have looked really good in a Raiders uniform. So, so would Jerry Judy. They they both looked to be like solid, ready to go, potential Pro Bowlers right off the bat, and instead you go for a guy who like and I, I do like Ruggs. Uh, he's he's fast. He does have good hands. 
So that already sets him apart from the other speedsters that the Raiders have drafted over the years. Like it just seems that they, they just valued speed over everything else. Um, yeah. It, it, it's a risk. It could come out brilliantly or it could just shoot them in the face straight away. I, I think this would have been a good pick if you were to go back two years and not piss off your franchise wide receiver and then not <laughs> trade him away to one of the most famous teams in the league and then not be absolutely terrible for a year. Then maybe this would have made sense if you still had Amari Cooper on the other side. Oh, uh, yeah. Like, oh. Henry Ruggs is not a number one. So I don't, like, is it going to be yeah. Renfrew? If you have him in there as as a compliment to another receiver, and so the, like, the, the number one is taken up by someone else, and you just let Ruggs go against whoever else is in the middle... That could be something that could really add value, but if, he, if he's going in there saying, oh, to compete with, like, was it Tyrell Williams and Hunter Renfro, it's not really lighting up to me. Uh, and I want someone who's like just a, a more refined receiver, or, or at least a route runner like Jerry Judy, or just like a, a bigger all-round player like C.D. Lamb. Well, yeah, you, you look at that and say, well, they're trying to match, you know, Tariq Hill at the. At the Chiefs, and I said, well, also the Chiefs have Watkins, Robinson, and Kelsey, and Michael Hardman. Yeah, who only touched the ball like eight times, but yeah, that's right. they. I don't know what they were doing here. Like, I think he'll be a good player as long as they can complement him with other pieces. But he wasn't. Pretty, I wouldn't have picked him out of what they could have got for this pick. I I, I heard. Uh... So a rather interesting evaluation on this, and that is that uh, if you just wanted pure speed and that's all you really care about, why not trade a third rounder or something to the Bengals for John Ross and just say like, well, that guy's fast and we'll get someone yeah. good at number 12. Uh, I, although that, that's maybe an exaggeration on my part saying that you know Henry Ruggs isn't good because he is. And I, I do believe he will be a success, but I'm just not as sure about that as I would be with Jerry Judy or City Lamb. Oh, but we have to also note the fact that the Raiders signed Nelson Aguilar, so oh, they're wow. saved. I mean, he's he's also quite fast too, but what's his problem again? Oh, he can't catch the ball, which is a bit of a problem for wide receivers. <laughs> yeah, I just I, I still love yeah, that yeah, yeah. video of the boy from Philadelphia drive-buying Nelson Aguilar and his in his news interview after he caught a baby out of a burning window. Yeah. <laughs> and he's like, luckily I'm not Nelson Aguilar. I would have dropped him. Yeah. <laughs> and the guy, and Nelson Aguilar, top man, just came out and said, like, congratulations, you guys just got yourselves some free Eagles tickets or something like that. Oh, yeah, boy. He took, took it in his stride. Uh, anyway, we are not taking this in our stride because we are slowing down again. But I think it, it, it needed to happen when talking about the Raiders and Henry Ruggs. Um, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers traded up one spot. That made no sense. That must have just was John Lynch just like, yeah, we're taking a tackle. So like, yes, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Oh yeah, like was who's that guy you guys wanted? And then uh, uh, like, like Bruce Aarons was like, oh, we want to take Tristan Worst. Like, oh well, we're about to take Tristan Worst. Oh, uh, uh, here have the have a pick and the, th- the third rounder or whatever it is. Like, yeah, sure. Fair the enough. fact that they took took Kinlaw, who was what the same position as Buddy Buckner. Um, if the next pick, 
They just must be sitting going, we're idiots. Well, I mean, like, I, I look at this. Okay, so first of all, Tristan Wirth is drafted by Tampa to Bay stop, for, for Tom Brady protection. the 49ers trading with someone else? Mm, nah. Like, uh, to me, the way that I look at it is they picked up Javon Kinlaw as a direct replacement for DeForest Buckner, who they uh, traded to Indianapolis for this pick, uh, as a means of saving the cap. Uh, so, like, in Indianapolis, they actually needed to spend money against their cap because they were in danger of falling below the minimum cap number. Um, whereas San Francisco were just like, okay, well, we would have to pay this guy soon. Let's just ship him on. We've taken in Armstead, uh, like, well, sorry, we've taken him back on what would be probably less money than they would have to pay Buckner. And uh, and they pick up Javon Kinlaw, who's going to be cheaper for, for three years. So... Yeah, I get that. Pick. And, and, like, and he why. can he can be a potentially devastating weapon. He's a a, a real good looking player. But a lot of people weren't weren't liking that because they let Buckner go. But yeah, to me, it's it's cap. It's you know playing Moneyball. Yeah, this isn't that isn't really the issue. I just don't understand why the the Buccaneers needed to trade one place for a tackle. Yeah, unless someone was coming like someone like the Vikings or something was trying to trade up to get a tackle. I don't understand why. Yeah, it yeah. must have been that well, they gave them a better deal to move up one spot than someone gave them to move up like five. If San Fran were shopping their pick and Tampa knew that that was happening, then perhaps they said, well, you know, this is a bit risky. If we, we don't let this happen and our, our guy gets taken then, then it's a big drop-off down to the next tackle, uh, which would be Austin Jackson that was taken in this particular case. But we'll get to that one shortly. I have to say, though, as a... A very neutral fan of the NFC. If I was the other teams in that division, I would be very worried about what the Buccaneers are doing this year. Meh, I'd be uh, I'd be cautious, uh, but I'm not going to just say that. Oh, because it's Tom Brady, they're instantly going to be better. Um, <laughs> I think that's fair. <laughs> they are instantly going to be a better team uh, without well, Winston. I, I, don't I don't know. They were playing from 14 points down after 10 minutes in every game. Yeah, well, I don't think that's going to happen with Brady. I mean, Brady's going to have weapons this time, but he's not the player he once was. And like he, 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 he has to fall off eventually. So, we'll see. I am, he doesn't have to. <laughs> I am he doesn't have to. Cautiously optimistic that it is the end of days for Tom Brady. Um, but We'll, we'll see. I'm just looking forward to actually getting to watch Tom Brady and not be banging my head against the table all the time because he hasn't really hurt me. <laughs> not well, like he's hurt you. Well, yeah, I mean, let's move on. Uh, the, <laughs> the, Show us on the teddy where he hurt you. Sure. <laughs> just point to all of it. Um, okay, so uh, Denver Broncos, they got to pick, and they got to pick yeah. their choice of wide receiver effectively. And they picked Jerry Judy. And so, like, wow. Like, I didn't see things going this well from the Broncos' perspective. Um, for me, it was totally between him and Lamb. Um, but, like, Judy looks just set to go. He looks absolutely perfect. Him across from Cortland Sutton uh, just looks like a perfect pairing. And then when you combine that with second-round pick KJ Hamler, who can absolutely blow the top off a of defense... This is a very exciting top end of the draft for Denver, and I, I couldn't really be happier, to be honest. You also tra- you also um, drafted one of Drew Locke's best friends. 
We did. The, the tight end from Missouri. Oh yeah, Albert O. So we, yeah. we now have like the two fat, like two of the fastest tight ends in the NFL because we have him and Noah Fant, who both ran like uh, sub four or five forties. Um, so yeah, interesting. A lot of speed on the field. A lot of speed in that AFC West now. Uh, people are people are going to be scared by facing pretty much any team. I, I never realized that Drew Locke went four and one for the last five games of the season. Yeah. Like we, we we thought that he was uh, playing us out of contention for the likes of Jerry Judy and CD Lamb, so the fact that we still managed to finish middle of the pack uh, and get one of these guys, it's it's incredible. Like there there was this to to most people's minds elite top two wide receivers in this class, and the fact that we managed to get one at fifteen that is outstanding. Yeah, I, a lot of it comes from the run the run on talent. And the run on tackles early mm. really helped you guys get a wide receiver. Yeah. Because I think if Florida, not Florida, sorry, Jacksonville, had taken Judy at nine, I think there would have been trades up to get Ruggs and Lamb. Yeah, entirely possible. Uh, I but think, because um... Henderson went at nine and Thomas went at four and then Will was at ten, you know, it's like... Everyone's still available. So you're sitting at like 16, 15 going, well, the Bucks aren't probably going to take a wide receiver. And if the 49ers take rugs here, then we should all just not even play next year. Yeah, like th- those other so, top teams, um, so like, like the top end of the draft teams or teams with uh, picks later on, uh, they decided to just pick up their wide receivers later on than that. So say, for example, San Francisco had another pick to come, so they picked up Brandon Ayuk. Uh the Bengals, obviously, they got Burrow early on, so they picked up T. Higgins. Uh, Indianapolis, they picked up Michael Pittman Jr. in the second as well. Uh, LaVisca Chenault got picked up in the second as well. I love that pick. We'll get onto that a little bit later on. Um, and so maybe it was just because of this sheer depth at wide receiver this year that teams just thought, you know what, we can we can afford to, to go and shore up a position like offensive tackle because there's going to be... A, a much greater likelihood of a still really high end wide receiving talent being available in the second, even the third round. Yeah, definitely. And it, um, and it did. And I think Judy's the. I, I don't know what Judy is in comparison to other players in the league. He's not really a Mary Cooper, but I've heard he's some not say Antonio quite... Brown because of the route running just being so sharp already. Yeah. It, that would be nice for you guys. Yeah, minus um, the crazy would be all right. <laughs> like he's, he's got a little bit of the Julio Jones, um, if you're going off the Alabama lads, but he just he's a good player, and yeah. he beats the line, and his roots are tight. And if you've got a rookie quarter, quarterback and you've got a number one wide receiver who's running perfect routes, that can only help. Yeah. I mean, it's like the whole um, thing about Henry Ruggs is a guy who runs real fast in a straight line. Jerry Judy runs real fast side to side, change in direction and just loses you and like leaves you in the dust in the first five yards. Even when you've tried to jam him. It's like you'll you'll get around you. His movement is just too good. Uh, And that's something which is just really difficult to stop if you're an NFL defensive back. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Uh, Speaking of NFL defensive backs, uh, AJ Terrell is now one for the Atlanta Falcons. Uh, Is he though? Hmm? Is he though? And well, he will be, I guess. 
at least for a couple of games. This is a terrible picture. Yeah, I, I think they, they <laughs> this felt... This is such a reach. Yeah, like, he was getting burned by some guys in that division. Even I know that. Um, but I guess people like some like it. I really don't like it. I felt that this should have been nailed on Christian Fulton territory. But then I felt that for the next um, 40 picks or so until he was eventually picked up by the Tennessee Titans. Um, yeah, AJ Terrell, like, yeah, I just don't see it being a particularly good pick. They need, like Atlanta needed someone out there. Maybe he'll prove everyone wrong. Maybe he has the tools. Maybe he can put it all together and uh, you know pull it together for Atlanta. Well, Atlanta's big, massive issue is that they cannot tackle anyone. Like, they're so bad at tackling. Mm-hmm. So why not take Shazon? Yeah, someone who can tackle. Or Kenneth Murray. Or Queen. I wouldn't go you for know? Kenneth Murray, but we'll get onto that one later on. Um, like, someone. Someone that isn't a guy they could have got in the third round. Yeah, yeah. I'd definitely say it was a reach. Uh, okay, let's move on and be a bit more positive. CD Lamb to Dallas. I mean, well, that's they, just they, mean. It's just mean. Wildest <laughs> dreams. They could not have seen that happen, and they would have been absolutely delighted to see what many people had down as the number one wide receiver in the draft fall to them. I mean, the, the rich get richer in this case. Um, their wide receiving core a few years ago was one of the weakest in the league. Probably, they get Amari Cooper. He really manages to lift them up. Then they also managed to pick up CD Lamb now, and that's like quite a one-two punch if that all goes together. Yeah, it's it's impressive. Um, just you know the flex of Jerry Jones sitting on his his yacht. Oh, yeah, CD Lamb. That. Yeah, I'm, I mean, like they, they maybe had other more pressing needs, but this was drafting the best player available, and he was definitely the best player available at this point in the draft. And it just makes them look real smart. Yep, you know by by default, really. Yeah, it just it just happened by osmosis. All, all, <laughs> yeah, all, all of a sudden, it, it just it just happens naturally. And Can you uh, imagine if they'd taken like Austin Jackson or something, and be like, "Oh, you know, Frederick retired." Yeah, like, but he doesn't <laughs> even play like, the same oh, position. Really? Oh, we're going to convert really? him to center. Yeah, it would have been very easy for them to go out there and just take Cesar Ruiz and say, nah, well, we plugged a hole, we're going to be protecting Dak. It's like, no, give Dak the best weapon. And CD Lamb I'm, is a weapon, man. Lamb's going to be one of those guys, you know, in, in the, he's going to wear 88, Cowboys uniform. That's going he's to look a star. so good, man. Do you see him, like, slap down his phone from his partner? Yeah. His quick hands? <laughs> Yeah, yeah, he's he's already a cowboy. Yeah, I like I like CD Lamb. Um, I'm like I, I'm not one of these guys who totally hates the Cowboys, uh, probably because I'm not completely exposed to obnoxious cowboy fans or anything. So, like you know, that's a jersey I quite like. CD Lamb. Mm. Well, let me get it to go with my Jerry Judy one. Um, nice. Yeah, good pick. Perfect pick. A plus. Take that. Uh, the next pick, a little more questionable. The aforementioned Austin Jackson, tackle of USC. Uh, interesting pick. Didn't really seem like a first rounder to my eyes, nor the eyes of many others. Uh, they needed offensive line help, so we knew it was going to happen. It just kind of looked like a bit of a strange player to take at this point, though. Like you would have thought they might be able to get that further back, but um, maybe they just wanted to go for it. Just say like, this is the best option we're going to have. We don't think he's going to be there by the time we get another pick. Go for it. 
Yeah, well, I know that they were in front of the behind the Titans for the next one, and they were behind the Seahawks, mm. and, and they were behind the Saints. So they knew that there were three teams looking at offensive line. Yeah, in before them in the with the next pick. So yeah, I think it's fair. Maybe they could have got a different player, but I think it's coming down to strength of school, strength of coaching at that school, upside. And yeah, he's got he's got potential. They, they just want to show Tua that they're going to look after him. Yeah, and um, who who better to learn from than um, Fitzpatrick? You know, he's going to come in and be a tackle and play under a veteran quarterback for eight to ten games, and mm. I I think it's fine. It, it's an okay pick. It could have been better, but obviously, it's what we're saying. There was a run on the top talent yeah. in this draft. You know, no one was missing on the talent. I'll give them a solid C plus for that one. Um... I don't know how I grade the next one. Um, <laughs> Las Vegas Raiders take Ohio State cornerback Damon Arnett. Now, we talked about this a little bit earlier. Was that I think was it before we started recording? Um, this is a Mike Mayock thinking he's smarter than everyone else again. Uh, Damon Arnett was not even on my radar. Uh, I I didn't even know he was in like any sort of consideration for a day one or even a day two pick. Um, what so happened? Let's break. <laughs> well, break down Arnett, right? So last year Arnett was great. I mean, last year, I mean the year before the last college season, mm-hmm. he was brilliant. Probably best, one of the best cornerbacks in the league, but a sophomore, junior. So he wasn't senior. He wasn't ready to come out. Ohio State usually don't let their players come out until they finish their third year. He packed a huff said he wanted to go to the NFL or the XFL this mm. year. Yeah. And pulled out of Ohio State. Had to be convinced by his dad, who is Chris Carter. The Chris Carter. The Vikings. The, the Chris Carter Hall, Hall of Fame. Hall of Fame wide receiver to, Chris Carter are from... To from go back. Because obviously Chris Carter had his issues at college as well. Mm-hmm. To go back. And then, you know what? Ohio State didn't need to play him. Because they have other players. So he only played, like, maybe... A third of the snaps a game. He was the third, fourth cornerback choice for Ohio State last year. And so the Raiders looking at him as first-round talent who hasn't played, mm-hmm. but it's such a reach. Was anyone else looking at him as first-round talent? I don't think so. No. They could have got him with a 19th pick in the second round. I, I would think so. But, I mean, you never really know. Uh, and if, if this all pans out for them, then, of course, Mayock does look fantastic. But you know, it's it's a it's a first round cornerback. You've got to be expecting an awful lot of someone like that. It's it's putting pressure on. Mayock him. strikes me as someone who plays like Championship Manager with the web page up. Going, <laughs> oh, well, this guy's a wonder kid. This guy's a wonder kid. Because you know, signing Maxim Tisgalko from Man United doesn't make sense unless you know he's unless the best exactly player in the game. <laughs> yeah. So some of the Gael Raiders the last couple of years. Yeah. Mark Kerr. <laughs> anyway. But but the Raiders seem to be picking players that they think are going to be amazing. Like, they're doing what the Patriots do, but they're overpaying. Mm-hmm. Like, if you think these players are undervalued and going to be great, make sure you definitely get the undervalued part of it down. Yeah. Instead of spending, you know, a lot of capital on bringing in players that... You think you're going to be great, but no one else does. 
Yes. It doesn't make sense to me. No. Because Colin, Colin Farrell... Cleveland Farrell. Cleveland Farrell, Col- yeah. Col- Colin Farrell's an Irish actor. <laughs> Certainly not involved I don't, I don't, in the I NFL. still don't even know his name. That's how big a reach that was last year. So, yeah. Look, if it works out, good on them. They've got to play the Chiefs twice a year for the next 10 years. So Yeah, good luck. Um, yeah. Another team who might need some luck are the Jacksonville Jaguars. They picked up Clavon Chase on, linebacker at LSU. Pretty nice pick. Decent value at this part in the draft in an area they've been looking to improve. So, yeah, nice one, right? Yeah, good for the Jags. Yeah, Let's see if cool, they can cool. do anything. Yeah, we need to start speeding up a little bit now because we're really starting yeah. to eat into our yeah. own time. Yeah. The I don't know who any of these people are. So. <laughs> yeah. The Philadelphia Eagles picked up uh, the wide receiver help that they needed in the form of Jalen Rigor at TCU. So... Pretty nice pick, I felt. Some people weren't really happy with it, feeling that Justin Jefferson or Denzel Mims might have been a better uh, fit for them. Um, but I think Rager I, I like is Rager. the most talented be... player. Um, yeah. You know, good school. He has... This is where Ruggs was a reach, because I think the Eagles thought that they were going to be able to trade up a couple of places to get Ruggs at like 18 or something. Mm. So the fact he went at 12 probably threw them off quite a bit. So... You know, I think they just took the most talented player available at the position they needed, and they really need someone. Yeah, and he's, he's that that um, winner takes all or whatever it's called. The Amazon documentary about them from last year is just it's, it's such a hard watch. Mm, like it's so much hope. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like everyone expected a lot from Philadelphia last season, and due to injuries amongst other things, it just didn't pan out for them. But uh, add, adding injuries, a weapon like honestly, yeah, adding a weapon like Rager is really going to help. I think yeah, he's just if you get the ball in his hands, he's super dangerous. He's a threat to take it to the house, uh, even more so than the likes of Henry Ruggs. Um, I think he had the biggest yards after catch uh, average uh, in the entire draft. So certainly a weapon. And um, the aforementioned Justin Jefferson, he went a pick later to Minnesota. Uh, the yep. straight up Stephon Diggs uh, pick. Like Diggs well, wanted to out. be fair, he's not Diggs. Though. Justin Jefferson's more like Phelan, so it'd be more that Phelan's going to move into that number one role and move out with a slot. Like yeah. Justin Jefferson's quite quite similar to Cooper Cup. Yeah, like he's a slot receiver. Yeah, very specialist, and he's very vanilla as well. I would I would be looking at Ayuk or Chenault here. Mm-hmm. Justin Jefferson doesn't really do it for me, to be honest. Okay, but um, there's some people who he's are going to fit than... into that. Yeah, yeah, he's going to fit into that Adam Phelan role rather than the Diggs role. I think yeah. Phelan will move into what Diggs was doing last When I was year. saying straight swap, I mean, they traded Stephon Diggs. They needed a wide receiver. And they yeah. got a wide receiver. And it's a wide receiver who's not going to be bitching and moaning from, from day one or leaving cryptic tweets or anything. They moved on from Diggs. They got a bunch of picks. Justin Jefferson could be helpful. Uh, I, I still think Minnesota maybe have a bit more work to do, but um, this was a, a, I, I still feel as if a decent pick. He's a, a guy who I think can really do something here. Yeah. Uh, so I, why don't you like this next one, and why does it make you so happy? So the San Diego, sorry, Los Angeles Chargers. Damn it! I, I thought I was getting past that. The Los Angeles Chargers trade back into the first round. Uh, and they well, go for a linebacker, and that linebacker is not Patrick Queen. It's Kenneth Murray out of Oklahoma. Now, he's, he's got this great story. Um, he, he seems like just one of these natural leaders. Uh, seems like a fantastic guy. I do wish him all the best, except for when he's playing for the Chargers. I'm sure he'll get cut before he goes and does something else first. Um, 
the stats don't really stack up in terms of him being particularly good in pass coverage, which is the only reason that you should ever be taking a linebacker in the first round is because he's able to help in the passing game. Uh, Kenneth Murray's involvement in the passing game was woeful. It's just not something that is involved. And when you're in that division with all these speedy wide receivers out there, you're, you're going to need help in your linebacking core. It's going to be fast and and able to actually get involved in the passing game. But Murray's just not been been there. Um, he's just... Coverage is questionable at best. So as a Broncos fan, I'm happy with it. And as a Chargers fan, I would not be happy. Yeah, I, I they, wouldn't they've, have they've been gone, trading. They messed up with Justin Herbert, I think, and I think they messed up with this pick. So that's two first-round picks that I think that they got no value out of. Yeah, and to <coughs> screw up your cap so much that you lose Thomas Davis, who was more than happy to be there. Yeah. And then have to reach for a player and then get it wrong by not taking Queen. Yeah, but if they were going to pick a guy for this reach, spot, it should be Patrick throw, Queen. Yeah, I, I just don't understand why they just didn't pay Davis and wait. Oh, Davis, Davis was slowing, but still. I know, but pay Davis and then take someone in the second round. You know, like, you don't need to trade back into the first round, give up capital to take Murray there. That's such a it's such a high price. Yeah. I, 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 just, I, <laughs> I wouldn't like it if I was them, but it is what it is. Um... Next on the block is the New Orleans Saints, and they picked up Cesar Ruiz. So uh, he's an offensive lineman playing uh, center. Saints don't really have many holes, but they probably managed to get one of the best interior linemen in the draft in this particular case. But it's interesting because they did draft Eric McCoy last year. Yeah, so Eric McCoy would be a bit annoyed. Yeah, he'd be like, wait, what, why? So, so we have no holes, but you're screwing with me? Yeah. Thanks. I, obviously, someone's going to get shifted around. <laughs> Um, I think there's, it'll there's be Ruiz, maybe getting rid of uh, uh, Clive Warford, their right guard. I think is maybe a candidate for release. Um, I think it's, it's yeah. more likely that Ruiz will move because look, McCoy's had to learn all of those trick plays and mm. gadget plays when he's center and he's running in front of Hill and you know the direct snaps they're running to Kamara and stuff like. It's a lot to learn that playbook. And McCoy did a good job last year, mm-hmm. you know. I get it. and with Bridgewater and Hill at quarterback, you know, missing Breeze for six games. It was I, interesting. I would be annoyed if I was him, but I would expect Ruiz to be the one that moves to right guard. Yeah, I, I actually thought that they would be taking a wide receiver at, at this point. Um, I, I thought that terrifying. with someone like Brandon Ayuk still being on the board, I thought they could have gone that way, but they decided not to, um, which did leave him. They're right for the picking for San Francisco with the next pick at number 25. Brandon Ayuk out of Arizona State really suits San Francisco well. Uh, Ayuk is dangerous after the catch. That's that's his MO, and that is what San Francisco is all about. They're so good at scheming up wide receivers in space. Uh, that's, that's what allows them to just get free and just blitz teams at that point. Um, just the rich getting richer. Yeah, it, it worked out really, really well for them. I mean, they did trade away Marquise Goodwin to the Philadelphia Eagles. Um, so they had uh, additional need for someone, a wide receiver there. Also, Manuel Sanders went to the Saints. Um, so, yeah, Ayuk, really nice in this spot. I like it. 
Yeah, 49ers just being exemplary yes. as an organization. Nicely yeah. done. Exemplary. They, they had a they had a hard time getting into their new stadium, a couple of bad years, but everything they've done since Lynch came in and they started selling tickets has just been really good. Yeah, they're heading in the, the right direction. Now, an organization just, which is heading in potentially a different direction is the Green Bay Packers, who drafted Jordan Love, quarterback out of Utah State. And Oh, oh boy. Uh, this was the pick that really, really rocked the day. So uh, all the talk after this has been what Aaron Rodgers' reaction would be and why you would do this to him rather than just help him. Like, they've not drafted a wide receiver in the first two rounds, I think, since, was it Devontae Adams or something like that? No, it's just the first round because Jordy Nelson was the 33rd pick. Okay, yeah. It's it's crazy. Um, they, they just, they've decided they're not going to bother helping Aaron Rodgers uh, and they're, they're just going to draft his potential replacement or... Like some say, it's going to light a fire under Rogers, and it's going to make him play no, better. He's going to play gonna... angry. Uh, but like, and everyone's of course drawing comparisons because uh, Brett Favre was thirty-five when they drafted Aaron Rodgers. Rogers is now thirty-six. It's but Rogers hasn't made any indication he wants to retire or screwed them around. He signed a four-year deal with every expectation he was going to play till at least the same age Brady is now. Yeah. And so he hasn't done anything that Favre did no. to cause that pick. And, and the organization is saying that they're still all behind Aaron Rodgers and he's still going to be their quarterback and everything. It's like, well, why do you draft someone at this point in the first round? Like, you, you expect returns from a first-round quarterback. I feel like there's a fight here between new wave analytical stuff and just old-fashioned being a good football player. Because I think what is coming into it is that it's very clear from the picks later on, especially the fact they picked like a unrestricted free agent with their second pick. Um, <laughs> guy that shouldn't have been drafted at all with their second pick. That they're going for power, you know, a lot of running. And I think what I've heard people say, the, the ex-Packers um, player that does the Pat McAfee hawk, uh, AJ um, Hawk, yeah, linebacker. Yeah, he he was saying that you know Rogers has a habit of switching out of run packages mm. to throw the ball, and maybe he did that one too many times last year to you know that you could say the detriment of the team. But we're they going went to draft six three. running backs. Deal with it, Aaron. <laughs> yeah, well, it's like Moneyball when he takes all the players off the field, so he has to play a certain way. You know, <laughs> he starts trading all the the starters because the coach won't play the tactics that they wanted him to play. It's. I don't know, but I just think that this is like Rogers isn't playing run first and it's damaging us. But I don't know how you can go thirteen and three. Yeah, there's been talk about that they want, then, they want to play Lef, like Lafleur wants to play a a run first offense. I just ah man, at least give them the option at wide receiver. This is it's, it's twenty twenty, right? Yeah. I'm fairly certain of that, and I'm fairly certain that it's it's a pass first league at the moment. Yes, it's been a disaster. It's definitely 2020. Yeah, uh, well, I don't know. It depends on what that EMP was about earlier on. Um, it, it may well be back to the year not, for all I know. Um, like, yeah, computer uh, isn't telling me anymore. <laughs> yeah, there was the Millennium Bug. It was just on a a, a, a delay. <laughs> Bit of a delay. Yeah, it was the North Korean Millennium Bug. Yeah, it's weird. I mean, like Jordan Love. 
I, I think he's handled it really well. Like, this is a really strange situation to go into. I don't know if it's a good one or a bad one. I mean, you're getting to go to, to Green Bay with, uh, like, you know, play behind Aaron Rodgers. Maybe do you learn from him? Is, is, is Aaron Rodgers going to be really receptive to love? Um, <laughs> receptive to love sounds like an album title from the 80s. Um, yeah. It's... I don't know. There's a lot of intrigue, and we definitely have not heard the last about this. We're going to hear so much about this pick uh, up until the start of the season, whenever that may be. And there's going to be so much scrutiny on Rodgers, even more than there was before. And there was plenty on him before. Like, oh, man, it's just it's really stoking the, the fire. Well, Rodgers made a big deal of how he was so it's a very known fact that Rogers for the first like year and a half of his career was bullied into the floor by Favre. Mm-hmm. And like, enough to like sue. Yeah. But he could have literally sued Favre for how he was treated. And a lot of um analysts and you know just talk people Colin Coward and that are saying that, you know, if Rogers treats love like that then he's a, a hypocrite. A, dick. a hypocrite, yeah. Mm. Someone that you know, we should no longer listen to about that stuff. So oh, I think Rogers Rogers hasn't said anything. Like Five came out and said, "I'm not talking to him." Rogers hasn't said anything. I'm sure Rogers will be fine with love, but don't expect to get that position, love. No, but oh, no, no. It also comes down to the fact that when Rogers cracks his clavicle for the third time, mm. they have someone who can actually play. But is that Jordan Love? Can, go down. can Jordan Love actually play? We don't know. Exactly. We'll it's never not, know. We're not going for four years. <laughs> We're not going for four years because he's going to sit on the fucking bench. Um, yeah, weird, weird, weird pick. Um, I do not like it. Spoken with some Green Bay fans. They are not fans. Did you watch that. the video I sent you of the really famous Green Bay podcaster just losing his mind? Yeah, <laughs> so I saw that already, actually. Uh, screaming into, we'll, we'll share it on the page, but uh, screaming into the pillow. Another one on the, um, on the Pat McAfee podcast, um, one of their... Uh, other analysts, if that's what you want to call them, his Green Bay fan. As soon as that pick was announced, he just like threw his mic down, walked out, and that was it. He did not go back. <laughs> he was just done with it. Absolutely done with it. Unbelievable. Yeah. Anyway, we spent enough time on that, but I'm sure we'll spend a lot more time on it going forward. Uh, let's try and wrap this up a little bit uh, quicker now. So, Seattle Seahawks drafted someone that no one knows about. In Jordan Brooks, linebacker of Texas Tech. Um, weird one. It was a need, but I don't think you need to spend a first rounder on that position anyway. Unless you are someone like Baltimore's Patrick Queen, because they picked him up from LSU with the next pick. Uh, Queen is probably my exception to the first round rule on linebackers. Um, so I was mm. quite surprised to see him slip this far and see other linebackers drafted ahead of him in Murray and well, I thought that they were going to go with what we <clears throat> kind of went with, which was take the safety here and train him up underneath Earl Thomas. Because mm-hmm. you don't you don't have a need. They didn't really have a need. So get the best player at a position that you know that you've only got a guy you left one year yeah. or two years at most. And, yeah, fast with coverage some... skills. Looks good. Yeah, but but Queen's good. I thought Queen was going to go to the Saints at 24. Yeah, yeah um, I think we had that picked down, yeah. But, you know, it's Ravens just getting stronger. They're going to have Judon, Queen... It's it's just a strong defense. It's really annoying. Yeah, really. they are fun. scary and probably due a Super Bowl soon. Uh, the Tennessee Titans then picked up Isaiah Wilson, offensive tackle out of Georgia. So the guy Protect opposite the franchise. 
<laughs> yeah, exactly. You got to protect your franchise. The guy who played opposite Derek Henry, Georgia. Uh, yeah, yeah, definitely. It's not certainly not Ryan Tannehill, is it? Nah, kidding. Uh, definitely protect Tannehill. Um, yeah, maybe a bit of a project there. Some people say, but could be solid enough. Uh, Miami Dolphins go out and they pick up uh, Noah Igbenogany. Uh, I, I well done. That, right? Thank that you. Was, this was the point that Roger Goodell gave up. Noah. Yeah, oh my god, get Jason Witten on it to announce picks next year. Perfect. Um, yeah, basically, uh, having two cornerbacks is good, and that's what Miami already had. But adding a third good cornerback is essential in today's NFL because there's just so many third wideouts, guys in the slot and stuff, that that's where they really do the damage. It's just like, you can end up, end up like the Eagles and have Devontae Maddox. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, so this could be the guy that they're going to like wheel out there to lock down that third wideout. And uh, yeah, it looks, looks pretty decent. Um, I, I think it could have well have been a toss-up between him and who the Minnesota Vikings took in the next pick. In uh, Jeff Gladney, cornerback at TCU, so like they really needed cornerback help because they had uh, three starting cornerbacks walk out the building. So Gladney looks long and fast. So he might, he's a bit smaller, so he might struggle with some of the bigger guys. But they needed someone in there. Jeff Gladney is probably the best cornerback available at this spot in the draft. Nice pick. Yeah. Right. Yeah, no, that's fine. Yeah, I don't care. <laughs> Yeah, okay. I'll try to wrap up quite quickly. And, uh, <laughs> wrapping up the first round was the Kansas City Chiefs with running back, first of the draft, Clyde Edwards-Hilaire out of LSU. So, interesting choice for the first running back. And, um, like, I, I'm of the, the whole PFF school of thought where if you're the best offense in the NFL, then you can pretty much just plug and play a lot of running backs. Like, Clyde Edwards-Hilaire is probably going to come in, in into this team and absolutely own it. He's going to be fantastic. Um, he's gone from one of the best offenses in college to the best offense in the NFL. He'll do well, but would anyone else have been able to do as well? And could they have spent this first-round pick somewhere else, is maybe my, my theory. Um, I just thought the, an- the analysis for running backs in this draft was just really strange. Like... Is it Swift? Yeah, DeAndre uh, um, Swift, who went to Detroit uh, early in the second round, yeah. He's all right. You know, for Detroit, he's great because they don't, you know, they're so bad at picking running backs. But then. Uh, it'll be a nice one two punch with him and carry on Johnson. Yeah. Was it Taylor? Jonathan Taylor, Taylor went, from this, Wisconsin. Yeah, so, he was the one who I had rated as my top running back. Because uh, no, he, he drops the ball every four times he carries it. <laughs> like, so he's a guy who. Taylor's right, rubbish. If he can get. Taylor's rubbish. If he gets rid of that, he's going to be great. He's not going to get rid of it, though, is he? Because it's only going to get harder. Well, we'll see about that. He's playing in the ACC. It's only going to get harder from now in, <laughs> and he can't hold the ball. I really like Zach Moss. I had Zach Moss going. I thought he'd be a good fit for the Dolphins. He ended up going to the Bills in the third round. Yep, nice pick I think that's him. a really good one, one-two punch for Delvin Singletree. Yeah. Um, if you're going to go with like random picks now that we... Like, is that, is that yeah, the next by all means, just jump in. If there's a couple here and there that you really like the look of, go for it. Yeah, so Zach Moss <clears> went <throat> to the Bills. I think that's an upgrade. Not an upgrade on Gore, but similar like get a young boy in that does the same thing. Yeah. Good, good for them. Got him great value in the third round. Oh, definitely. The Grant Delpit played all of last year and for LSU. How did I know you were going to go there? 
we had a high ankle sprain for the whole year. Mm-hmm. Um, top 20 talent if he'd come out last year. Um, high ankle sprain this year drops into the second round. We get him. He's like the opposite of Williams, where his coverage isn't as good, but he's a great tackler, whereas yeah. Williams was a great coverage guy, but his tackling wasn't great. So if we kind of merge those two guys together, then, you know, we'll have a good LSU back, defensive back. Um, Jake Fromm going to the Bills as well. Very strange pick, because I think in college, Fromm was a superstar, and putting him in the same kind of quarterback room as someone like... Josh Allen. Very strange because that. Like I'm we were not saying sure. That I don't think they'll get on. <laughs> he is the anti-Josh Allen, um, in that he's a, a a thinking man as a quarterback. He's not the toolsy guy. Everyone keeps saying, "Oh, he's got a noodle arm." Um, the comparison which a lot of people were making was Matt Barkley, who has actually backed up in Buffalo already as well. Um, Except Barkley's twenty. Nine years old, mm-hmm. you know. Fromm's coming in at like twenty-two. It's it's really different. And Fromm's been like he was on the QB one TV show. He was the starting quarterback for Georgia for four years. He mm-hmm. beat out Justin Fields, yeah. who is meant to be this great player next year. Like, I don't understand. This is where I just don't understand the evaluation with some of this stuff. I don't think you can play quarterback for Georgia for three years and not be okay an okay thrower of the ball. Yeah, but um, it's 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 that um it's, that velocity that you need in the NFL perhaps. It's like maybe they feel as if it's lacking. Um to be honest, I couldn't like tell you too much about it. I didn't really look too much at Fromm's tape lately. Um to be able to tell you just how much velocity, how much zip he puts on it. But I, I I'm I'm interested to see what happens there because can you imagine if the the Bills eventually decide, wait, actually, Josh Allen is not improving as a quarterback. He's just being the toolsy guy. He's not really giving us a great chance to win. What if we just go with this guy who's the complete opposite of him and see what he can do? Yeah. <clears throat> I, it's going to be... It'd be a tough for Allen if like in the next year and a half there's like a quarterback battle between the two of them because Fromm is actually a professional quarterback. Um, you know, if he if he does turn up, I think it's a risk to take someone like From. They'd have been better off taking up picking up Blake Bortles or something as a backup. I I don't know why you'd pick up someone who has aspirations to actually start. Mm. Yeah, I, I just I, don't know why you'd pick up anyone like Blake Bortles at any point. But I, I get you. I know. Um, yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah interesting. A couple of interesting picks. I'll, I'll throw out a couple here as well. Um, uh, I shall give some. Uh, some airtime to teams that didn't have a first round pick. So the New England Patriots, their first pick, which is number 37, so it's in the second round. Now, <laughs> going down the information that I had, this guy didn't go to school because um, the the school that this guy was drafted out of is Lenoir Ryan University. His name is Kyle Duggar and he's a safety. And he looks really versatile, um, but it's just, it's such a really. Very patriot uh, pick. It's just a guy that would have not been on anyone's radar, and they just go and pick a like spend a second rounder on him. Real strange, but he'll probably work out for them. Uh, he'll probably get his grandma coming and playing uh, linebacker for them later on as well. We'll see. But the one yeah. one one pick I really did like in this second round, and I mentioned it already, <clears throat> is uh, Lavisca Chenault out of Colorado going to Jacksonville. Um. If that pans out, that could be like 
like top 10 caliber wide receiver uh like at, at number 42 i believe it was like that's um that's gonna be a, a, a lot of good value the guy is really explosive when he gets the ball in his hands and he can be used in all sorts of positions he runs like a running back like when he's actually going at you as well um yeah impressive guy i like the way they're going with that yeah, I have to say as well that I think um, Xavier McKinney to Alabama, yes. who was who I had going yeah. to the Ravens, um, McKinney going to the Giants of the fourth pick of the second round. Real That's nice. really good value. Real really nice. nice. It also means that maybe the Browns can go back and get um, get get Peppers back for like a fifth round pick and just really screw over that trade. Because <laughs> I, I assume McKinney's going to start ahead of Peppers now. So. Well, they move him around. You could play other other safety spot, um, or you know, like Jabril Peppers is supposed to be this versatile guy. He can move around. Yeah, who knows? Who knows? Uh, it just depends on how they decide to use him. Uh, we'll see. Houston picked up uh, Ross Blacklock, defensive tackle at TCU with the fortieth pick. Uh, I think that's pretty much everyone covered who didn't have a pick. Oh, sorry, uh, Chicago. Picked up uh, a tight end, Cole Komet, out of Notre Dame with the 43rd. And then later picked up Jalen Johnson out of Utah, cornerback. Uh, Jalen Johnson, pick I like. Uh, Cole Komet, don't really know, or so don't really think too much about the tight end class this season. So it's all right, I guess. <laughs> yeah, the, the, well, the Packers waited to the third round to <clears throat> take um, Joshua DeGuara from Cincinnati. Oh, well done. Tight end. Nice. So we will, we'll see if he's any good. Mm-hmm. Now um, the the uh, the the version of the Jordan Love pick from the first round in the second round was that the Philadelphia Eagles spent the fifty third oh, yeah. pick on Jalen Hurts, quarterback out of Oklahoma. So this caused quite a stir since Carson Wentz is obviously entrenched as a starter there. They perhaps needed a good backup. Apparently, Doug, Doug Peterson wants a QB factory there. And uh, Jalen Hurts yeah. is a guy who's like, proven as a winner. If, if Wentz goes down, Hurts can step in, perhaps. Um, I don't know. Like, so maybe, you think just, that, maybe this is smart. Yeah, well, you think that everyone's going to be like playing it down, but like, no, Wentz is our guy. And then How- Big Howie, the GM of the Eagles, comes out and says, well, to be honest, I was one pick off of Wilson. Yeah. And I really wanted Wilson. So I looked at Hertz and I took Hertz and it's like that is not a glowing endorsement of Wentz. Mm. <laughs> that you wanted someone like Wilson, you missed out on Wilson by one pick in the third round in twenty thirteen, and now you're gonna take the next player you think is like Wilson mm. in the second round. Which, to be fair, if they really wanted him, this is where you get him because I think the Steelers are probably gonna get him. Yeah, yeah. There's a lot of so the Steelers would be a bit annoyed. That the Eagles, who didn't necessarily need to take a, a long-term quarterback, picked up Hurts there. Yeah, I mean, like they could have done with picking up someone like that, uh, like a few spots ahead of them, because they picked up Chase Claypool with the 49th. But uh, maybe they just didn't anticipate Hurts going still in the second. But um, yeah, yeah I think everyone there. was expecting Hurts to be third round. Mm. But Hurts is a bit to me better than Herbert. So you know, Hurts is a is a national champion. And Alabama. Her- so. Herbert's like a Nike employee. Um, <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Interesting one. Herbert's tall. Yeah. Um, 
I'd say that, that probably rounds it off. Like We're going to see these players, obviously, to the listeners. We haven't put as much into this draft coverage as we did as last year. No, but um, I actually feel as if I know some of these guys better because I, I, just, yeah. I don't know. There's just there's a lot of intrigue this season uh, and yeah. I've, I've felt quite animated about it despite the fact that we haven't had <laughs> there's been nothing nearly as in-depth a coverage. <laughs> yeah. The, um, there's one big news story from today um, that probably isn't that big, but it's quite intriguing, is that the Chiefs have signed um, Shea Patterson, the quarterback from Michigan. Oh, okay, okay. Um, to a, a decent deal. So they've got Chad Henney at the moment, so I'm assuming that they're the way that Shea Patterson plays is gunslinger. So I would expect that Shea Patterson's going to come in as backup to Mahomes, and that's a pretty good role for an undrafted player. Yeah, not I bad. Think this is what's weird about it. Sometimes you'd rather not be drafted. Like, look at what's happening with Eason and Fromm. And then someone like Shea Patterson, who doesn't get drafted, gets to come into the Chiefs mm. as a player that they actually want because they get to pick him, you know, in with a contract outside of the rookie wage scale. It's 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 strange how that works sometimes. Um, sometimes you think some of these running backs would rather be free agents than get drafted. Um but we'll see how that goes. I just think that's a really interesting, an interesting pickup. You know, yeah, interesting on quiet, dynamic on a quiet Sunday, a couple of weeks after the draft. Yeah, and again, only time will tell. Um, yes, yes, I, I, I'm, I'm fascinated by it. Um, of course, we really just hope that there's going to be a season uh, at this rate. Um, obviously, our our thoughts go out to all those affected by everything that's going on around the world right now. But of course, the US is particularly badly hit with um, over a million confirmed cases. Um, I really hope that just everything manages to get sorted out there and they can return to some normalcy along with the rest of us. Um, but yeah, let's not get too far into that. Um, just to, to r- r- run things out, I had a couple of interesting ones I just wanted to add on as well, just real quick. Yeah. Um, Still, still in the second round there. Uh, Minnesota picking up Ezra Cleveland was really good. Really liked that. I hope that they would be picking him up. Uh, sorry, I hope the Broncos maybe would be able to pick him up at some point. But Minnesota really needed help on the offensive line, and they managed to get that at Boise State. Denzel Mims came right after that to New York Jets. Real nice. Shortly after that, Christian Fulton finally went off the board to Tennessee. Excellent pick at number sixty-one. Um, other than that, I had a couple of actually. I had one pick that I'm worried about. And that okay. is, actually, it's not a pick, uh, because it's someone that was picked up by the New England Patriots as an undrafted free agent. That's Jamar Smith out of Louisiana Tech. And I'm just kind of concerned, because when this guy had an opportunity to play, he looked really quite good, very toolsy, um, <laughs> like kind of a, kind of a smaller, smaller school. And then there was some something bad that happened and then he wasn't allowed to play he was taken off and like never played again but it, it just sort of reeks to me like oh god this is going to be the guy who's going to come out of nowhere for the Patriots and just uh, just yeah. really kick it off again he's going to completely bypass Jarrett Stidham and Brian Hoyer and uh, and like really show the world what he's all about um, like I've just got this weird feeling um, and I've, I've had uh, I think it was it might have been guys in PFF. I think um, Sam Monson's pretty high on him, but go go back and have a look at the guy's highlight reel. It's Jamar spelt J apostrophe M A R Smith. 
Just an interesting kind of guy. Anyway. Nate, give me one team who had a really good draft. One team who had a really bad draft. Uh, I think the Dolphins had a really good draft. They did. They got their guy. Yeah. And the Bengals had a... Well, I don't think the Bengals had a super-duper draft, but I think they had a great off-season, which is very different for them. They actually spent yeah. money in free agency, and they picked up talent, and Another they're still going to go 4-12. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they're still going to get destroyed I, I in that know, division. They can have a sneaky eight wins, man. Against, no, they're not. They're going to... It's going to be two free wins for the... Oh, I'm, I'm feeling a pizza bit coming up. I said think, sneaky eight. I think... Oh, sorry, on you go. I think to keep the pizza bet theme going, I, I still... Everything that the Colts have been doing recently still sticks to me that Luck's going to be their quarterback next year, uh, or the year after next. Okay, um, okay. They just seem to be holding, holding pattern. Like, they think there's a chance he might come back. Um, I don't know why you... As I've said this before, I don't know why you'd pay the guy the 20 million to keep his slot open if he didn't have a hope that maybe Well, they ended up picking up Jacob Eason in the fourth round. Maybe that's going to be their yeah, guy. He's n- no, no, he's not. <laughs> okay, not right. <laughs> um, I think the Jets did okay. T- tell you what, pizza bet. Jacob Eason will okay. start a game for the Colts before Andrew Luck does. That's not fair, because I'm going to get injured. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I want to... I'll do that if it's as the starter, not as the coming in as an injury replacement okay, okay. for a couple of games. Like as a, we are now going forward with Jacob Eason. Okay, yeah, I, I say that's more likely than Andrew Luck. Okay. Okay. Well, that that's the pizza bet then. Cool. Nice. And my Bengals, my Bengals um, related one is so I said sneaky eight wins. You said uh, you think they're going to get maybe four. If that. Okay. So, the only one that intrigues me is Williams, Jonah Williams coming back from injury at left tackle. Okay, so set, set, the, over, set the over for me to take. Year. Five. Yep, I'll take that. No, six. We'll go six. No, no, not too late. <laughs> oh, okay, five. Yes! I can't wait for my pizza. Uh, to get five means you have to beat the Browns once, at least. Oh, in, no problem, know. man. I'll make it twice. <laughs> I don't think it's happening. Burns will just turn um, over and give them three wins. Nah, I'm kidding. Um, yeah, like in that in that division, it's going to be tough. Um, but yeah, I can see them being sneaky, stealing a couple you of people. Off bad drafts, I just I don't know what the Falcons are doing. Mm, yeah, I, I just uh, think they've they're <laughs> such a mess. I think they're kind of got that owner syndrome. Like a lot of it seems to be Arthur Blank coming into the room. Mm. Um. But then I just think they need a whole shake-up. I don't think they've recovered from that Super Bowl. Yeah. Um, like in, in my preparation And the talent podcast, from that Super Bowl was left. Mm, yeah, they're, they're, they're kind of reeling a bit these days, and they've got a lot of holes to make up. Like In, in my preparation for this podcast, I ran through uh, a whole bunch of teams and like listed up what I believe were some of their best picks. Uh, and I, I've got like maybe like one or two for some some teams and some teams like the the Cowboys that was like yep there's like three or four really good picks there at the positions and um, Atlanta's blank so I just have nothing there um, yeah m- much like Green Bay so that's my two I think I would say um, yeah don't don't really like what they're doing there but like I said really liked 
Dallas's draft. Really, really like Dallas's draft. Really like Denver's draft. I think Arizona did really well to get out of there with Isaiah Simmons and then pick up Josh Jones in the third round. Um, can we just can we just give it up for um, Cliff Kingsbury's house? By oh the way? yeah, everyone's loving Cliff Kingsbury's house. Um, <laughs> it's looking it was pretty swish. He did a podcast for Ryan Russell on the Ringer, and it, it's it's not dated at all. So I would recommend people listen to it. <laughs> but but in in and that, is that's he talking interior design? It's actually, no, but he literally says in that podcast when they were what seventeen nil down after three quarters and against the Lions. Mm-hmm. He said that he was literally thinking, "Why the fuck did I buy that house?" <laughs> he was sitting on the side, standing on the sideline, going, "I can't believe I bought that house. I'm going to be out of here in four games." Wow! He managed to hold it back together. They did, yeah. So that's a really interesting um, podcast. Good listen, but um, they've done a really good job. Uh, they've just if you this is what intrigues me is like you have player people like Brady going, "I need." some talent and they screw it up so much and then you've got Packers you know Rogers saying I want some talent give me some talent and then look at what the Browns are doing with Baker and what the Cardinals are doing with Murray and you know just here's your talent <laughs> go and win us some games yeah <laughs> it's Murray just must be delighted just now oh, I think like, well the fact what, that what, their second round pick was DeAndre Hopkins Says a lot. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> lovely, 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 lovely. And um, uh, just uh, I want to say a quick shout out to the Minnesota Vikings who drafted, I think, 15 players, um, including. How many of them are going to make the roster? Though? <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know. Well, you know, you've you got to try these things. You've got to swing a whole bunch of times and eventually you're going to hit something. Uh, Justin Jefferson at wide receiver. They've got Jeff Gladney, Ezra Cleveland, Cameron Dantzler. Uh, those are all guys who I think are going to be expected to. Well, actually, some of them are going to have to step in because they've got no one else at cornerback or on that offensive line. Um, so yeah, you're going to see a lot of these guys are really going to jump in there. Also, they drafted Nate Stanley in the seventh round out of uh, Iowa, so maybe that's their uh, Kirk Cousins replacement. <laughs> maybe. I I'm I'm all in on Cousins. I know you especially are. after the playoff um, when I just I love the man. I. He's so hit and miss. <laughs> so, and I had games where he had like 40 points in fantasy and games where he had like five. <laughs> it was, it was he is insane. Uh, all aboard the Kirk coaster. It's a, a really wild ride at times and a really, really gosh darn boring others. Um, yeah. I just know I don't need to get him in the third round this year. I'll probably get him in like the sixth. So I'm delighted. Uh, it's all worked out. Just to screw you over, I'm going to take him in the, the fifth. <laughs> We'll see how we go. Definitely. No um, worries, though. That's been an hour and a half, man. I hope we've it has been. hit, uh, we've... hit our um, targets. Yeah, I'd say so. Um, obviously, it was somewhat impacted by an EMP attack, but um, yeah, well, I think we managed to just about hold it off. Yeah, that was so weird. Oh, man, yeah. Just... Should add some like spooky music to the background. Mm-hmm. This no, don't, don't give me more work. <laughs> Get out of here. <laughs> Any final thoughts? Um, no, I think we've hit that, and I guess we'll we'll hit some more pods as things come up. Sure. Maybe just to catch up while we're in lockdown, but yeah, yeah. sure. Sounds like a plan. All right, man. Well, good uh, job. Yeah, thank you very much for that. Appreciate it as always, and uh, thanks to everyone else out there who's listening. Uh, hope you're all doing well, staying safe, 
staying uh, separated from those who are not within your bubble, um, but stay, staying connected in whatever ways you can. And uh, yeah, we just wish you all the best. Thanks for listening. All right. Thanks for listening, guys. Take it easy. Bye. Bye. <laughs>